ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ట్రాన్సెండంటీ Some of them disbelieve in everything, being angry at all sorts of spiritual speculation out of hopelessness. This last class of men take to the shelter of some kind of intoxication and their affective hallucinations are sometimes accepted as spiritual vision. One has to get rid of all three stages of attachment in the material world. Negligence of spiritual life, fear of a spiritual personal identity, and the conception of void that arises from frustration in life. To get free from these three stages of the material concept of life, one has to take complete shelter of the Lord, guided by the bona fide spiritual master, and follow the disciplines and regulated principles of devotional life. The last stage of the devotional life is called Bhav, or transcendental love of Godhead. According to Bhaktir Samhita Sindhu, the science of devotional service, ఆదోషోభాతీనీష్ఠాచిత్రమహింగ్ This will, bring, this will bring one to the stage of trying to associate with persons who are spiritually elevated. In the next stage, one becomes initiated by an elevated spiritual master and under his instruction, the neophyte devotee begins the process of devotional service. By execution of devotional service, under the guidance of the spiritual master, one becomes free from all material attachment attains steadiness in self-realization and acquires a taste for hearing about the absolute personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. This taste leads one further forward to attachment for Krishna consciousness, which is matured in bhav, or the preliminary stage of transcendental love of God. Real love for God is called prema, the highest perfectional stage of life. In the prema stage, there is constant engagement in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. So, by the slow process of devotional service, under the guidance of the bona fide spiritual master, one can attain the highest stage, being freed from all material attachment, from the fearfulness of one's individual spiritual personality, and from the frustrations that result in void philosophy. Then, one can ultimately attain to the abode of the Supreme Lord, Krishna says. In this verse, Krishna mentions some qualifications required for coming to him. One should be free from attachment, 
fear and anger and should take shelter of Krishna in knowledge and renunciation, jnana tapasa. It's also described about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Vairagya vidyanija bhakti yoga. That Chaitanya, Shikshatana ekapurusha parana, Shri Krishna, Chaitanya, Sharira dhari, Kipandodhya, Yastana Hundapadhyaya. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach devotional service which is characterized by knowledge and renunciation. Being, so, being an ocean of mercy, he has appeared in the Kali Yoga to teach these principles. So, uh, Krishna says that many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of him and Thus they came to me, being freed from attachment, fear, and anger. In the purport, Srila Prabhupada analyzes how different persons, due to attachment, fear, or anger, reject devotional service, and how one should not be misguided or self deluded by fear. Attachment, fear, or anger, or, and rather accept the authorized process of devotional service, which is summarized, which Prabhupada is quoted from Sri Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. I want you to accept the authorized process of devotional service and with faith go forward to attain the goal, which is praying or love of Krishna. So, uh, faith that is the basic principle for taking up devotional service. Shraddhavanjan hoi bhakti adhikari. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that one who has faith is uh, an eligible candidate for taking up devotional service. So one who is too much attached to material sense enjoyment cannot have such faith. The faith in devotional service means the faith in the transcendental principle that beyond this material existence there is transcendental reality. But if we're attached to material sense enjoyment, then we think of it as, uh, we think this is reality. Sense enjoyment appears like reality to those who do not have transcendental knowledge. Uh, so, Vita, Raga, one who is afraid, he's, someone has come, attempted to take up spiritual life but has been cheated by persons who purport to be spiritual teachers so he becomes uh, disgusted or oh, this is this is described here as anger he becomes angry I don't believe what is this religion it's all cheating or fear that uh, one is afraid that he sees that relationships in this material world are simply a cause of suffering so therefore, he takes to spiritual life but with an impersonal conception. He's afraid to enter into a personal relationship in spiritual existence, having seen that relationships in material existence are a cause of suffering. And therefore, he uh, extrapolates this uh, 
fear of personal relationship into spiritual existence and thinks that, that they cannot be spiritual personality is afraid of accepting that principle. So with faith in the goodness, in the benevolence of Krishna, one should overcome this uh, such attachment, fear and anger and follow the authorized process. Ado Shadha. The authorized process begins with faith. Uh, the faith that uh, there is something better than this material enjoyment. There is a personality, uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the supreme, loving, kind person, despite all our bad experiences in this material world. And faith that, even though there may be so many cheaters in this world who are misrepresenting the path of religion, misrepresenting God, still uh, there must be some person who can properly teach us. There must be, because God has been misrepresented, doesn't mean that we should give up on God. So one has to become free from attachment, fear and anger, and then uh, his, then he can come to the platform of faith, initial faith, by which one will want to associate with devotees and under their guidance take to the process, bhajana kriya, by which Anartha, the unwanted things within the heart, contaminations within the heart will be cleared. And when the when these contaminations within the heart are cleared, then one can advance uh, further. Tato nishtar, which is tata anasatis tato bhava tata premavyudanchati. Then one can uh, proceed onwards with with steady faith and taste and uh, attachment, attachment to Krishna consciousness, then one's ecstatic feelings arise and then pure devotional service, pure love for Krishna. So, uh, Bhagavad Gita, what Krishna is teaching, is not only taught to Arjuna, and it's not some theoretical, philosophical discussion. It applies in practical life, as we say. We think this this world we're living in is some kind of reality. So it applies in practical life. And we can see in the present Krishna conscious world, it is quite prominent, how many persons have taken to Krishna consciousness uh, seriously, but then backed off. Or they've taken to Krishna consciousness, but they don't fully commit themselves due to attachment, fear, or anger. The same principles are at work. They may not fully reject Krishna consciousness, but they, at the same time, they don't fully accept the process due to attachment, fear, or anger. Attachment, that uh, they don't want to follow the process of Krishna consciousness very strictly because uh, attached to material sense enjoyment. To follow the process of Krishna consciousness means to follow the principles outlined in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. There are so many rules 
and regulations. So actually to take to devotion service means to take to it strictly. There isn't really Krishna consciousness, there isn't really the process of Krishna consciousness. It doesn't happen if we don't follow the rules and regulations given by Srila Rupa Goswami. That, uh, especially those who are initiated, bhajana kriya. This bhajana kriya, this means that ado gurvashrayam, krishna dikshanu shikshanam, vishram bhena guru seva. The, the process of bhajana kriya or sadhana bhakti is described by Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. There is a specific process. It begins with uh, taking shelter of a spiritual master, then taking initiation from him, taking instruction from him, and serving him with reverence and affection. And then so many rules and regulations are given. Prabhupada has subtitled his summary study of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as the nectar of devotion, the complete science of bhakti yoga. So it's a science. So many rules, uh, rules and regulations, and guidelines are given. Guidelines such as asat sangatya to give up the association of non-devotees, because association with devotees is favorable for advancement in devotional service. And association with non-devotees is not. So, uh, these rules and regulations are not arbitrarily given by Rupa Goswami. He is a great acharya. He is realized, fully realized in the process of devotional service. was fully empowered by Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to present the process of devotional service in a manner that will benefit the jivas so that they may come to Krishna. At the moment, we are in the conditioned state. We are separated from Krishna by our own ignorance, by our own attachment, fear and anger. Therefore, we are not with Krishna. Therefore, we are suffering in this material world due to not being Krishna conscious. So, Rupa Goswami has given the process by which we can come to Krishna. We often nowadays hear about bridge preaching. You make a bridge between conditioned life and Krishna consciousness. But actually, Rupa Goswami has already given the bridge. It's called the process of Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti, by which persons who are in the conditioned state can come to the transcendental state by following the rules and regulations of devotional service. This is the bridge. It's actually referred to like that in Shastra. Even Krishna himself, uh, one of the names given for him, if you don't mind me correcting you again, please don't lean on Bhagavad Gita. It's worshipable. So, so Dharma Setu. Krishna is the bridge, which is Dharma. Dharma, because this is a very broad term, but Dharma in its fullest sense is understood as service to Krishna. And Dharma as 
given by Krishna in this material world is the process by which we can come to Him. So these rules and regulations are given. And uh, it's a science. So if we follow, we'll get the result. And if we don't follow, we won't get the result. It's a scientific process, just like if we base some basic scientific principle. If uh, acid is mixed with alkali, then there'll be a reaction and salt and water will be produced. It's predictable. So, similarly, if one follows the rules and regulations of devotional service without making offenses, which is also one of the rules, then it is predictable that one will advance on this path. Vajana Kriya will lead to Anartha Nivriti, and then Nishta, Ruchi, Asakti, Bhav, and Prem will follow. Sada Kanam, Ayam Premna, Pradur Bhave, Bhavet Krama. These are the stages. They will follow one after the other. Vajana Kriya, engagement in devotional service, will lead to purification of the heart, Anartha Nivriti. Then uh, steadiness in devotional service, nishta, ruchi, taste, asakti, attachment to the process of devotional service, bhava, preliminary transcendental emotion, and prem, pure love of Krishna. So it's predictable uh, within the rules and regulations of devotional service, there are do's and do nots. Vidhi, this should be done. Nishid, this should not be done. So if we follow the things that should be done, the result will be that we will advance in Krishna consciousness. And Nishid, if we fail to follow those things that are forbidden, then the result will be that the Krishna consciousness will not develop. So these rules and regulations are given, and if we follow them, then the result will be we will advance in Krishna consciousness. Of course, we may say that it's not simply a mechanical process, that love is required, but this is the bridge. We don't have love, or, or our love for Krishna is, is dormant. So these rules and regulations, they help us to revive our Krishna consciousness. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem, Shadha Kabunai, Shavanadi, Shuddha Chite, Koreye, Udoy, Udoy. This uh, love for Krishna is an eternal principle of the soul, but that is presently covered, but that can be revived by the process of Shavanadi, Krishna consciousness beginning with hearing about Krishna. So the very process itself serves to revive our dormant love for Krishna. Now, we may not follow that process for various reasons, or we may not follow it very strictly due to attachment. We may think, that, well, I like sense gratification. <laughs> so, I also like Krishna consciousness. I like to sing and dance. I like that food. But uh, all these other rules, like strictly following regulated principles and chanting rounds. I, I, I don't like that. So, 
So due to attachment to sense gratification, one doesn't properly take to Krishna consciousness. This is the Ardha Kakuti Nyai, or the logic of half a chicken. Someone who has a chicken, they keep chickens for, mostly they take for getting eggs to eat. Just for your information, because you're all pure souls, you know, eat eggs. So, someone may think that every day I'm getting an egg from the back side of the chicken, but I have to f- put food in the front side, which costs money. So I like the back side of the chicken, but not the front side. So very intelligently, we will cut off the front side and only keep the back side. Uh, then I'll get eggs, but I won't have to feed. But it doesn't work. And no chicken. So you may think that, well, I like this part of Krishna consciousness, I, but I don't like that part. So I, I'll take the parts that I like and leave out the parts that I don't like. But the, the result is no result. We don't get the result of Krishna consciousness. We have to follow the whole process. That is called surrender. Surrender means, that's preliminary surrender, is it? To follow the rules and regulations as given. The, uh, the process of surrender is given, one is supposed to submit to the discipline, not just for the sake of it. It's not just for the sake. Just like in the army, they may give you discipline. Just they may say, well, it's good for you, just for the sake of it. So uh, discipline is good, but not simply, there must be, there must be some purpose. In the army, the idea of discipline is good for you, so that when you're in the battle and the, the commander says, march forward, and you have to march into machine gun fire, you take the discipline as a purpose, because the idea is to, to win the battle. So, one has to be prepared to take the discipline, which means some sacrifice, maybe sacrifice of one's own interest. Actually, in Krishna consciousness, the discipline and the sacrifice all for one's own self-interest. The soldiers who are in Iraq, they might be wondering, of course they're not supposed to think, but yeah. they might be wondering that, what are we doing here? What's, it, what's the purpose? How is it, we, we want to fight for America, but how is America being benefited by uh, fighting with some Arabs in a, in a long distant land for America? But in Krishna consciousness, one is supposed to take to the discipline but not with a blank head, not just like a robot, but understanding that this discipline is good for me. It serves my actual self-interest. Because by accepting this, then I can become purified. I may not like to rise early in the morning. I might think, well, I'd be happier sleeping in the bed. It's nice here. But... It doesn't lead to spiritual advancement. Or we might think that, well, I like to eat so many different kinds of food. We might think, well, why only take Krishna prasada? So we may think that, all right, let me eat what I like. But that will not help us to control our tongues. And that will not satisfy Krishna. Because that's one of the items of surrender to Krishna. That we should only take that which is offered to him. So, 
we may think that I like to do this and I like to do that, but if we do like that, then we won't advance in Krishna consciousness. So, to remain on the platform of material attachment and at the same time try to be Krishna conscious, it doesn't work because it's like another example you're trying to build up the fire, so from one side you pour in kerosene, and on the other side, from the other hand, you pour water. So the result will be a lot of smoke. You won't get a blazing fire. Whatever effort is being made on one side is being cancelled out on the other. So, if one is cultivating material attachment, then uh, can't properly advance in Krishna consciousness. Similarly, if one is fearful or angry, that due to fear that in the purport, Srila Prabhupada has explained how people go away from Krishna consciousness due to uh, Fear, they become impersonalists, they're, they're afraid of a personal God. But this fear may manifest in, in other ways. For instance, one may see that devotees, they take to devotional service and then some of them fall away. So he may, he may be afraid that, well, if they couldn't do it, how can I do it? Someone, they may, they may have had so much association with Prabhupada and they may have been following very strictly for so many years. So, if they can't do it, then uh, still they fell away. So, if they can't do it, then what hope is there for me? And due to fear or disappointment, we, we rationalize that that it's, it's probably better not even to try. Better be realistic and just practice Krishna conscious in a very mild way. But the problem with this is that you don't make any advancement. You, don't, you can't get the result because that some people have not been successful in their execution of devotional service doesn't mean that the process doesn't work. In fact, that some devotees, uh, even after apparently attaining some uh, high levels, have again come down again. This doesn't demonstrate that Krishna consciousness doesn't work. It actually demonstrates how Krishna consciousness does work. Now that may seem like a strange conclusion, but I'll explain it. Because as long as they were following strictly, they were making advancement. But as soon as they stopped, as soon as they started, their, their, their fall down didn't just come that, uh, that they got zapped from, they got zapped by a laser beam from a, from a stray UFO or something, and all of a sudden their mind changed. They got their, they got their brain waves re, reconfabulated by a, by being zapped from a UFO. It, it, wasn't, you know, it didn't just happen by chance. But rather, if we see any devotee falls away from the process, it, generally we'll find that 
that they haven't been practicing strictly for some time. Maybe secretly they've been... Uh, it could be all kinds of things. Uh, going to websites that they shouldn't be going to or uh, associating with non-devotees. Not following... Maybe just not following the process very strictly. Uh, failing to follow the required sadhana or uh, reading... Uh, reading and becoming absorbed in literature, which, uh, karmi literature, instead of reading transcendental literature, reading books and becoming influenced by the mundane way of thinking. Or, uh, there may be so many causes, becoming complacent, that yes, now I'm a senior devotee, so uh, it doesn't matter. I I can associate with uh, members of the opposite sex, very intimately, and we're all devotees, so it's all not being careful. There's some cause. So this shows actually how Krishna consciousness works. Because if we don't follow it properly, and the result is that we fall away. So we may become afraid that, well, if others can't succeed, how can I succeed? But here Krishna says, Many persons in the past became purified by following the process strictly, by jnana, by, by cultivating knowledge of me. That means they go on studying Bhagavad Gita as it is. They go on studying Shastra. They don't, they don't think that now I know everything. They go on hearing and chanting about Krishna and tapasā, strictly following all the regulations of devotional life. Then the result, putam madbhavamagata, they become purified. So it's many persons in the past have become purified, and many persons at the present and many persons in the future will, are and will be purified by following the process. And that someone falls away doesn't mean that the whole process is negated. Rather, it should serve as a warning to us how we should follow it more strictly. Be careful. And don't think that, well, nowadays, all the devotees are eating karmi food, so I should also. Then you have to see. What result are they getting? Of course, not all are eating karmi food, but it may be that many are. Just to give an example, so I'm told. I'm not going around snooping on devotees' eating habits, but I've been told like this, that Many devotees are going to rock concerts or watching movies. So, then how can you be a devotee? A devotee means he's dedicated to Krishna. He's like Machita, Madgata, Prana, Bodhyanta, Paraspara, Katyanta, Shamanita, Tushanti, Tushanti, Chalamantaja. Devotees are always taking pleasure in engaging in the activities of devotional service. Their lives are dedicated to Krishna. They take pleasure in chanting and discussing among each other the glories of Krishna. So, this uh, fear that I may also fall into that situation, well, don't. We may see others are doing, but we should know that this is not Krishna consciousness. Even if 
even if one comes in and cooks an offering for the deity, and then in the, in the day and in the evening goes to the movie, say, well, they're doing devotional service. But is that devotional service? Will Krishna accept? Krishna says, Patram Pushpam Halam Toyam Yome Bhaktya Parachata Tadaham Bhakti Parita Ashami Parita If one offers me with love and devotion, leaf, flower, fruit and water, I will accept it. If it is offered with bhakti, that means one should one should follow the process of bhakti yoga. One is not following the process of bhakti yoga. Will Krishna accept? Krishna is not obliged to accept. It's not just you, know, you shove a plate before him and say, eat, eat it. Eat it quick because I'm hungry and I have to eat the maha. So, Krishna is not a, an offering machine that we can just chuck something in front of him and, uh, you know, hurry up with the offering. I want to eat quick because I'm off to the movies. So, uh, how can we explain that? Where is the advancement? Where is the, where is the bhakti? So, then again, this attach- attachment, being attached to sense gratification, one cannot satisfy Krishna. Kam krod lo mohamada di abhishta. Isha na chere kise pave rata Krishna. Bhaktivinoda gives the rhetorical question. As long as we are absorbed in material desire, anger, greed, lust, envy, illusion, all these non-devotional qualities. And where is the question of us attaining Radha and Krishna? There's no question. It's not possible. So, uh, rather than looking at those who have compromised and fearing that, uh, and they may say, well, you know, there's no use being strict. So you won't be able to maintain it. Be realistic. But why not? We can be strict if we have the internal uh, conviction that human life is meant for God-realization. It's not meant for sense gratification. We maintain that conviction and then we'll know that we have to practice Krishna consciousness properly. And we won't be... Uh, actually, we should be afraid of falling away. But we should fear maya. But that doesn't fear maya means we should strictly follow the process of Krishna consciousness so we don't become eaten up by maya. And pray to Guru and Krishna for strength to follow the process. And be afraid, yes. If we're to be afraid, that should not be fear of surrendering to Krishna. We should have confidence that Krishna is our well-wisher and that if we sincerely try to serve him, he will help us. But rather our fear should be of maya. And our attachment, attachment is also good, but that not attachment for sense gratification, attachment for serving Krishna, attachment for Krishna consciousness. So that attachment we want. And fear means fear of maya. That someone may say, yes, well, we are... We're also going to movies and this and that, but we're also Krishna's. We say, Mama, you may be very advanced, but I'm afraid. I'm not so advanced. I'm afraid. If I go to the movies, I, I'm not able to sit for two hours and watch a movie and think of Krishna. So I'm afraid. Even a moment without thinking of Krishna is a tragedy. 
Why do you have to go to the movie to see tragedy? Even without thinking of Krishna, every moment is a disaster. Worse disaster. They're afraid of terrorism. They're afraid of planes being blown up. And they're afraid of bombs being placed in buildings. They're afraid of such disasters. But worse disaster is not being Krishna conscious. Get your body blown to pieces, you get another one. That's, but that will happen anyway if we're not Krishna conscious. So the real disaster is not thinking of Krishna. So, Vita Raghavaya, Krodha, anger. You may become angry. You may say that, well, you know, the, this one fell down and that one fell down, so it's all useless. They're all bogus. But this isn't very intelligent. As uh, Prabhupada said, that one has been cheated doesn't mean that everyone's been cheated. There must be someone who's serious. There is someone who's wrong. Right? So, this anger, I'm trying to say that, well, every devotee is completely bogus, therefore we reject all the devotees. We will we'll practice Krishna just in our own way. We'll invent some new way to go to Krishna. So this is also maintaining anger that to all all the devotees in this corner come they're all bogus. You may think of this. This one fell. This one fell. That one fell. So this anger but maintaining this anger Krishna will not be pleased. Rather, uh, we should have the intelligence to find uh, that good association wherever it is present and take that and advance in the devotional path of devotional service. We can't invent another path. There is one path, that is the Rupanoga path, the path given by the followers of Rupa Goswami, given by Rupa Goswami, those who follow him, they follow the path. It works. We should have this faith that Krishna conscious works. It will be. If we follow strictly, we'll get the result. Hare Krishna. Is there any question about this? Those who are committed. The monks. What about the congregation? Congregation? Well, we don't find in Rupa Goswami's teachings that there's uh, any different process for monks and non-monks. It's the same process for everyone. The monks, uh, we could say they have the opportunity to, they have a better opportunity to follow it. But the process is the same for everyone. And the result... As much as we follow, we'll get the result. As much as we don't, we don't get the result. It's true for everyone. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, that's described by Narottamas. Krodha Bhakta Dveshi Jane. Our anger should be against those who are inimical to devotees. Humility doesn't mean that uh, when someone is grossly inimical, we should just accept them. If one is inimical to God and, and his devotees, then one should actually get angry. How to apply that in a society which doesn't understand the principle of devotional service, especially when we're trying to distribute books, we have to see that also. But uh, you just have a little spirit, you know. It's not that just, yeah, everything's okay. No. You have some spirit. And without that spirit, how can you distribute books? Without the, that feeling that these people are so unfortunate, they're suffering without Krishna consciousness. You'll find all the... I, I heard that you have the good fortune of having Vijay Prabhu here recently, and Vaisheshika Prabhu. So these are men who think... And who's Nidra? Baby Dasi? Hare Krishna. <laughs> My humble obeisances. These are devotees who have been going on book distribution literally for decades. Now, how are you going to do that? means that they, they have some feeling, they actually have compassion. They've imbibed the mood of Srila Prabhupada and all of the Acharyas, the mood of compassion. Otherwise, you can't do it day after day, month after month, year after year. So, there should be some feeling that, that these people are suffering from lack of Krishna consciousness. How can we help them? So, it may not be, uh, there may be many inimical people, maybe. I think not as much as, you, as previously. Uh, I mean, I know uh, our transcendental godbrother, Prabhupada, who was a very, was and is a spirited Buddhist, you know, he's having a bout of cancer now, but he's still very jolly. So, uh, he regularly used to get punched out in the airport. And his policy was just to get up, put his glasses back on, and go back on the civilian books. So, if we get angry with everyone who's an immigrant in modern society, then uh, that may quite likely that will be detrimental to our purpose of distributing the books. So, there's another way also that's also recommended in Shastra. That for the Madhyamadhikari or preacher, there is Ishwaretad Adhineshu, Balisheshu, Trishatsucha, Prema Maitri Kripo Peksha, Yakaroti Samadhyam. A Madhyamadhikari is Recommended to love the Supreme Lord, make friendship with the devotees, be merciful to the innocent, and avoid the envious. So that's another policy, to avoid the envious. Just try to avoid them. But some spirit should do that. It's not that we should then. The anger means that we we don't hate the person. We, we, 
we can become angered at how they are uh, offensive to Krishna and his devotees, how they are spoiling their own opportunity in human life and transporting their, their, their buying a ticket to hell. Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was angry with Jagai and Madhai, but on Nityananda Prabhu's intercession, he delivered them. He didn't hate them. But he wanted to stop their, their grossly offensive activities. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Mm. I'll repeat the question. Uh, for a devotee who has fear of personal relationships, how will practicing sadhana help them to overcome them? Is that the question? Yeah, well, there may be many, especially in the modern age, because uh, so many people in their relationships have, have, they've been the, the love which they tried to place became abused. This word is very common in the modern age. Abuse, child abuse, psychological abuse. If you see, uh, a few years ago I was at Bhaktivedanta Manor. My father was visiting uh, my, Of course my father is Prabhupada. His, his body's father. So I just idled up to a bull and started petting him as we were going around the ground. He was surprised. Oh, they're so tame. That's the natural condition they're supposed to be like them. But because they're treated as just objects in, in dairy farms, most cows, if, if they're let loose in a field, you can't get close to them. They run away. They're afraid. So they're, they're naturally... Our tendency is to want to be friendly and loving, children especially. But when they get, when they, when they approach someone and, and someone abuses them, then they become afraid of everything. They become afraid to. So it may be like that. And, and, and this, this, in this rough, nasty, so-called civilization, it's like that. People tend, there's this one-upmanship we try to I remember myself in, in school that you had to act in a certain way and others were always trying to uh, you know, make fun of you like this and, and always trying to cut you down. Like this, trying to make sure you to be a fool. So you may be afraid of personal relationships. So how can sadhana help? Well, sadhana, that's supposed to be executed in the association of devotees. And uh, hopefully devotees are not all suffering from abuse traumas. So some of them, I mean, devotees, symptom of advancement of devotion says we, the heart should be soft. So it's like that. We may, we may take cows who have been mistreated, but then if we 
treat them nicely, gradually they'll respond to them. So we need to find the association of devotees whose, whose hearts are soft. Sometimes even in our society it happens that devotees are harsh and they may turn people away from Krishna consciousness. So we should seek out the association of loving devotees. Now, loving devotees, what does that mean? Um, some t- you see, on one side we're saying strictly following, and on the other side we're saying devotees should be loving and kind. Now in modern culture, or lack of it, there's the idea that being loving and kind means to just let people do whatever they like. You shouldn't discipline your children. You should just be nice to them. But being nice to them means discipline. Because if you don't discipline them, they'll turn out to be louts. They won't have any good qualities. You have to, you have to discipline to train them to overcome their lower nature. Otherwise, if you just indulge children, then they'll be, then they'll be like they're completely selfish and are simply interested in their own sense of education, not caring for others. So discipline is necessary to train them. So sometimes it may seem that devotees who are strict and wanting to train others, it may seem that they're very harsh. But we should understand who is actually training us for our, for our, they're, they're strict because they want to benefit us. So the devotees love Prabhupada. Shruti Kirti Prabhu said that uh, Prabhupada sometimes yelled at me and he said it wasn't a very nice experience. It was just like cut through to your heart. But he said I'd, I'd give anything to have that opportunity for Prabhupada to yell at me again. Because it was, it's tough to be disciplined. But if it's done with love, then that will actually, uh, that, that, that is actually real kindness. That kind of relationship we want with someone who cares for us so much that they're, they're prepared to take the trouble of disciplining us. So this, this idea that love, we love, we love our kids by just letting them do whatever they like, that's not love at all. And the children will never love the, the parents who let them do it. Like I, uh, I remember in, in South India there was one Brahmana I was speaking to, Mad, Madhva Sampradaya Brahmana. And he was telling me that I'm so, we, we went to his home and they, were do, they did some special puja and they, they chanted Vishnu Sahasranam. And uh, afterwards I was talking with him after they, went, they were chanting so many shlokas for about two hours without ever looking at any book, and altogether. So he told me afterwards, one of these men, he said, I'm so grateful to my father. He used to beat me to force me, I just, I was naughty, I wanted to play. He used to beat me to force me to learn all these mantras. He was appreciated. I also had this experience in, in Mayapur, I met some devotees who I hadn't seen for several years, and they were so affectionate to me. And I was surprised because when they were new bhaktas when I was young, I was so heavy with them. I was always just 
I mean, I didn't beat them, but uh, physically, but I was, I was very strong with them. And they were saying, oh, you trained us so nicely. They're actually very, because they, they appreciated that, that uh, I suppose I, I must have been doing it, for, I was thinking of how to benefit them, and they appreciated that. So we have to, we have to find, now it may be also that in the name of being strict, sometimes what's happened in our movement in the past, that sometimes in the name of being strict, devotees have abused their position and been heavy just for the sake of being heavy, just to, to show their position or something like that. So, again, we have to overcome this fear and have faith in the process of devotional service and have faith in devotees and find out those devotees who, are, who can actually benefit us by their association, whether it, it may seem harsh, just like the, uh, mm, that, that prayer is there of Rupa Goswami, that that uh, the chatak bird, he, he, he won't take water only from the rain cloud. He won't take water from the ground. So he's simply looking up at the cloud. Sometimes the cloud may send a thunderbolt, but still he has no shelter but the cloud. Or the mother, the mother may sometimes beat the child, and uh, but, but, but still the child runs to the mother because he has no other shelter. So we have to find those devotees who we can trust, who can give us shelter and take shelter of them. It may be rough, but uh, we should overcome that fear with the faith that by taking shelter here, uh, all the purposes for which I've come here will be fulfilled. And we can actually develop deep relationships if we're not on the superficial platform, if we're ready actually to do what is required to be Krishna conscious. If we think that I'd only have relationships with people who uh, who are superficially nice, it'll then only be superficial. Just like uh, you see the Kamis, they may be superficially nice with each other, but there's, no, there's nothing there. There's no substance. Howdy, good morning, how are you? So that's nice. That's better than, than just being grossly nasty to others. That, uh, but there's no real substance. They don't really care for you. And you're coming off the plane, they say, well, thank you, have a good day, but we know that they don't give a damn whether you have a good day or anything. It just doesn't mean anything to them. They have to put on a show of being nice. But the devotee, uh, he's actually concerned with us. So it's a big topic. Well, another question? Well, now it's a big topic, but the principle is that 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 we should have faith, we can't advance without the faith that there are devotees who by entering into relationships with that, uh, that relationship will be a fulfilling in the fullest sense, fulfilling in the sense that by that satsanga, by that good association, we will attain Krishna. So, another question. Public 
can if they can motivate by fear, can they actually merge? Can they actually merge into the existence of God if it's motivated by fear? Well, this, this merging, it's a, it's a state of, it's, it's a long way from the real state of spiritual perfection. This, this merging takes place, when I say merging into the existence of God, it means at the same time, uh, it means merging into his bodily effulgence, which means denying his personality. So it, it really is, it, when we say merging into the existence of God, they don't really accept the, the, the concept or the reality of God. So yes, they can merge, but it's, uh, it's not actually a very elevated platform. And it's got really no relationship with Krishna, because they don't want to have a relationship with him. So they don't get it. It's actually, it's still a contaminated state. Even though they may be free from the direct effect of the modes of material nature, but they're still contaminated. This is clearly explained in the prayers of the demigods to Krishna when he was in the womb of Devaki. That ye ye rindaksha avishuddha buddhaya aruya kritshrena Param padam tatah padantyato anadita yushmanandara. The demigod said that uh, some persons, by performing severe austerities, they become purified and thus they are able to ascend to the spiritual platform. But because they are not actually purified, because they neglect to worship Krishna's lotus feet, which is the actual, that is actual purification. Anything else is only superficial purification. And as a result, they must fall down again to gross material existence. So it's only superficial purification. The, the, the heart has not been purified of the envy of Krishna. So they may superficially be free from material attachment. But it must come again. Because they're not actually free from the contamination of wanting to exist separately from Krishna. Mm. Well, I've been a devotee for practicing devotional service. It's doing it somewhat externally, but still it's not, uh, it's feeling, uh, like, it really doesn't like it. He's doing an impersonal feeling. Well, if we don't want to serve Krishna, we won't go through our life serving him. We'll go away. So I don't see how this applies. It's kind of like you might be doing it just thinking I, I do this just to get, get out of here. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, maybe. You can get mukti, mukti dadati kahichit nasma bhakti yogam and stay in Bhagavatam. Krishna very easily gives mukti, but not bhakti. 
But then if there's no bhakti, you won't get, if there's not even a trace of bhakti, one cannot even get bhakti. If, 